welcome to the Lace and Lilacs podcast. This is a podcast about anything and everything lovely. We're your hosts, Lucy Claire of Sunny Days and Lovely Ways, and Abby of Lace and Lilacs. Today we're back with a brand new episode, and this episode is a little different to the other two we've had, because today we'll be sharing links that we like and have seen across the web recently that we think you might like. So it's a little, a little bit like Ken Reading Post. Um, just in the form of a podcast, and we'll discuss each of the links we have and want to share. Yes, it's kind of like a mix of um, Lucy's weekend reading and my lovely little things, kind of like mashed together, and we're really excited to get started on this. So, um, without further ado, Lucy, let's let's begin. (laughs) Okay, so... So, my first link that I would like to share to you with you today comes from Levo League. I don't know if any of you have previously visited that website, but it's one of my favorites for lifestyle and advice posts on all sorts of things. And today, this link that I am sharing is um, called Five uh, To-Do Lists Worth Making. Um, basically, what this article does is discusses five to-do lists, which fall into the classic to-do list stereotype like chores or errands. So it's a bit more fun. Um, and instead it discussed making lists like travel lists or reading lists or bucket lists and, and a few lists. Um, I am a huge fan of organizing and making lists. <laughs> I use to keep myself oh my gosh, me too. I get everything done. Um, and after growing up overseas, traveling is something I have such a do and I've grown up doing. So making a travel list is quite natural for me and definitely something that I have um, and I use. A few few of the places on my top, the top of my travel list are Greece, um, Paris of course, England, Scotland, Ireland and Hawaii. Um, just to name a few, there's definitely a lot more there, but they're the only ones <laughs> Yeah, I mean travel bucket lists right travel bucket lists are so fun to make. Like I have a few on my blog that I put a lot of time into because I like I wanted to have them organized and in a place where I could easily go and cross them off and not lose them. So I did tons of research and, like, found all the places that I'm like, I need to go here someday. Um, So I definitely recommend um, checking out these, um, this particular article. Um, I just, I love the different, um, like, the reading list, too. Like, making a list of all the books you want to read. I do. I have one of those on my blog already for this year that I only made it, like, halfway through. And I'm just not going to have time to finish it with all the hectic stuff going on this later half of the year. But I'm working yeah. on a new one, of course, for next year. So, yeah. I just downloaded the Goodreads app, which <gasps> it allows you to list. <laughs> um, books you're currently reading read and books you have read. So it's a really good tool to keep, keep track. So um, I can't believe it took me so long to get on that. But, um, yeah. And just uh, one of the other lists that the article suggests that both Abby and I have made is the 101 Things in 1001 Days list. And I perceive this as to be a combination of the bucket list and the future goals list, um, except that it only lasts 1001 days, which is 0.75 years. Um, And I really like the length of the list because it allows you to create a new goals list every few years or so. um, And it allows you to uh, try and achieve goals that align with where you are in your life at that particular moment um, because I recognize that not every point in life I'm going to want to achieve the same things. Um, flexibility of the time frame really helps. And we'll link both Abby's and my 101 things and 1001 days in the notes below so you can um, take a look at those. Yeah. And that's pretty 
Actually, I want to add something about the 101 things in a thousand one day in a thousand and one days. Um, I just I really love that idea because I think it's unrealistic to have a bucket list for your whole life, like your entire life. Yeah. Because I mean, you'll I think because you have your whole life to do everything, you'll end up not getting to everything because you keep thinking, "I'll do it in the future. I'll do it in the future." But I think yeah. when you have the 2.75 years, it makes it like easier to set goals and organize it so that you can actually accomplish the things you want to. Like, I know I have my travel bucket list and they have, you know, there's like an insane amount of destinations on there. But with this 2.75 years, um, you know, like time frame, I was able to kind of narrow down to the places I will realistically get to and really want to get to. Um, so I can cross those off and, you know, you know, three years from now, I'll make a new list and I'll add some different destinations for my bucket list on that. So it's just, I think, a great way to organize and keep things on track so that, you know, 30 years from now, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, I never made it to such and such place. You know, I think it's yeah, it's ideal. I think that's really good. It's, I really like the time frame as well. It really works well for me. Um, Abby, why don't you go ahead and share one of your uh want to share today. Oh, okay, perfect. So um, I'm going to begin with um, a link um, to an article I found on the College Prepster, um, which is a blog I only recently began reading. Um, I think sometimes um, what's posted on there is really helpful and informative. And um, this particular one is about conquering your public speaking fears. Um, so I really, really enjoy speaking in front of people, which I think usually surprises people because um, I'm an introvert. I'm not a big talker. I can be pretty quiet unless I'm talking about something that I really love, um, which is why I think public speaking can be kind of fun because usually you have a topic and oftentimes, I mean, it's something you're, you really like or that you're really interested in. Um, so yeah, I love doing that, but of course I get nervous. Everyone gets nervous. And um, this post just, I found it really helpful, um, ways to manage nerves, you know, it, and it advises you to take opportunities um, for public speaking, like just don't turn them down. And I think it's really, it's a good reminder to, you know, to take chances. Um, also, I think um, you, sh you know, <laughs> sorry, but um, <laughs> I agree, I agree. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Public speaking, it's, it's one of those things that you really need to practice, become comfortable doing, but, and you're always going to get nervous, but, and I, I love reading the College Prepster as well. I think Carly shares some great advice, and I've been, I've been reading the blog for quite a while, and I, every post is always something I can take out of it, so mm -hmm. I'm really interested to go and, and read that post. Yeah, this is a good one. Sure. Sorry, I kind of paused back there because I wasn't sure if I had made this point yet or not. I completely lost track of what I was saying, but just in case I didn't say this, um, it, I really like how it has information or just tips for preparing in a, for your speech in a way that works for you. Because I know a lot of people will recommend things for public speaking, particularly if you go on lots of different websites looking for advice. Um, a lot of them will say, you know, like bullet points or flashcards or note cards, and you might feel kind of obligated or pressured to, you know, go a certain way as far as like, organizing your topics or what, you know, piece of paper or whatever you're going to have in front of you when you're actually speaking. But do what you feel most comfortable with. And I really took that away from this poster. That's one of the main things I took away and think was pretty great, you know. Do what works for you. <laughs> yeah, 
helps. Yeah, I know. I'm more of a flashcard kind of person, but I recognize that not everyone is. So if people are asking me for like advice on this particular topic, I'll be like, well, how do you usually study? How do you, you know, like what works for you as far as memorizing? I think that's a good way to go. So that's great advice. Okay, so is there anything you want to add to that? Just public speaking in general? I, I really agree to your your tips of speaking. Um, it is, and like I said it before, it's one of those things that you do just need to practice and you will get nervous, it happens. Um, but if you get nervous, don't feel like you're the only one because you're not. Definitely. Even some of the best speakers out there still get nervous. So, yeah, no, I think that's a really good article to, to look Yeah, definitely, especially if you're going to be speaking, you know, anytime in the near future it's one worth checking out, so. Yes. <laughs> okay, so shall we move on to the next thing? I know you sure, had some I, other things. I do have <laughs> a few, another uh, link to share. And the next link I found on The Every Girl, and it's called Five TED Talks to Inspire Productivity. Uh, uh, using to-do lists, I love getting things done, and to-do <laughs> lists do help me to do that, but I also know that I can be the type to fall into the trap of procrastination from time to time. Um, one of the best times of procrastination was the formation of my blog. <laughs> not every time is, 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 is successful as that. Um, I came across this Every Girl article recently, and it's filled with TED Talks, as the title uh, says. Um, and it, they encourage um, and share information on increasing productivity to help you achieve your goals. Um, every time I watch a TED Talk, I become immediately inspired to improve the way I work and try and combat my tendency to procrastinate. Uh, these people that talk are quite remarkable and they just have so much um, good information to share, um, especially those about productivity, obviously. Um, so all of these, these five TED Talks are not too long, but they are filled with a lot of inspiring information to help you get a new perspective on working and inspire your work ethic. Um, just before semester starts again for those of you in the southern hemisphere. Wait, can I pause like real quick? Um, um, yes. Okay, I'm confused here about the whole southern northern hemisphere thing, which this is a total tangent. It's <laughs> not relevant. Um, so apologies to anyone listening who's about to get really bored. But are you on a... Okay, it's not summer for you. Is your... Would you like me to explain it? Can you explain how your school year yeah, works? I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. Our school year runs from about the end of January until the early early December, and we have so we've got two semesters. Well, I'm at university, so um, we've got two semesters, and we split and end in June. So um, that's how my university schedule works, um, and the school year runs accordingly the same. So they start um, beginning of February and early December. Um, so unlike you, who I think you begin your school year in August and finish in March or April, May. Usually yeah, May or okay. June, so yeah. So it's a few months. Okay. I'm so confused. So, okay. So we, we have the same, and so when you have summer holidays, we have our winter holidays, and vice versa. Okay, how long are your winter holidays That's compared to your summer holidays? Because our summers no are always months. longer than our winters. So our summer holidays are normally six to eight weeks, and our winter holidays are two to three. Okay, so are you on your winter break right now? Yes. Okay. I'm wearing a <laughs> okay, I was just so confused. I've, that's something I've always wondered about. So, nice <laughs> chatting about that for a minute. Okay, <laughs> but um, back on the topic. So, <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> back, back on the topic of uh, the the article with the TED talks. 
Um, so yeah, so this is a really good resource to look at if you are either going back to semester in the Southern Hemisphere or you're about to begin the new school year for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere. I don't want to give away too much, but I have watched all the videos and I found them all really, really interesting. Um, and I particularly enjoyed the first talk, um, The Happy Secret to Better Work and How to Succeed to Get More Sleep. If you are only going to watch a few of the talks from the article, those are the two I would recommend you, you watch. Yeah, and like I think TED Talks in general, I highly recommend. Um, I love, I mean, there are so many of them that I've watched and just, they're entertaining, even if you don't necessarily yes. think you're going to be able to relate to the topic. Sometimes I just like going on there and finding new ones to watch. Um, I have a favorite that I just wanted to mention that is not related to yes, productivity. But um, it's called The Power the power of Vulnerability. Sorry, I struggle with my pronunciation. <laughs> But um, we will link that one as well, just because I think it's one that's definitely definitely worth watching about connection and you know being allowing yourself to be vulnerable, you know to um, to further relationships. So check that out. That's good. I I will definitely be looking at that. Yeah, and I have to watch some of these ones that you recommended. I started um, the first one, but I definitely should watch all of them. So something something else (laughs) definitely that I'm adding to my list of things to do. Um, okay. Do you want to go ahead and share one of your other links, Abby? Yes, I do. So, um, another link that I pulled up that I read maybe a few days ago and I totally loved is via A Cup of Joe, which is so great. I love A Cup of Joe. I'm just going to throw that out there that it's such a great blog. Um, I think I unliked it on Facebook because I was finding myself getting so lost in like every single article that she posted. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to follow via like Twitter or whatever. <laughs> so um, anyways, I love this site. And um, recently um, an article was posted, um, a beauty uniform. Now um, these are posted on Joanna's site every so often. But this one um, was with Alice Gao. I believe that's how her last name is pronounced. Um, apologies if that was incorrect. But um, she's a favorite photographer of mine. I've been following her for years. And I mean years, like since I first got an Instagram account when I was maybe like 13 or 14. And um, I just found uh, um, this one so fascinating. Um, there are a few things in this article that stood out to me, though. And um, one was her tips for looking good in photos. Um, when Alice directs photos of people, she says, um, she tells them to like, com- she gives them a task to complete or like something to focus on. And I think that so that they're more natural and that they come across looking more natural and aren't focused on their appearance. They're focusing on doing whatever task she gave them. And I think that's so great, especially since I, yeah. Such a unique take on, on photographing people. I think it's great. You really get a genuine... It's more photograph. Yeah, it's more natural. And I love doing portraits. So that I think that's definitely good for making less posed, more candid, but not totally candid shots. So Yes. Yeah. Um I'll be taking a look at that one too. Yes, definitely take a look at this link. I mean the whole thing she recommends different beauty products and tons of stuff, but I thought that was just such such a great little piece of info. And another one is advice to her younger self is that you can't please everyone. And I know, I think we get told this a lot. Um, I think people of every age get told this a lot. But just reading what she has to say about it, I thought was like her personal experiences um, was interesting and more 
personal and relatable than someone just giving you the advice, you know, like throwing it out, like you can't please everyone, but no, you, you can't please everyone. Um, so yeah. that's a part of the interview that if you don't have a lot of time, like for reading the whole thing that I recommend reading what she says about that. And, um, the last thing that I want to touch on, um, is words of wisdom to people trying the creative way, um, that she brought up in, um, this particular link. And I'm just going to, um, read what she said actually real quick, quote, quoted, um, yeah. So let me just pull that up and begin reading. Okay. So, um, she says, everyone always says, find what inspires you. That's fine in the beginning, but once you get there, you should stop looking at them. When you're too focused on what everyone else is doing, you end up trying to emulate the thing you're inspired by. Keep creating a lot of work, keep producing. I think people need to be better at editing. For a photographer, if you take 30 pictures and you like 10 of them, try narrowing it down to two. Two powerful images is much better than 10 good ones. I just thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah. Because I think... It's such a unique creative perspective. I agree, because I think... Um, I know I'm very hard on myself about my photos. Sometimes I'll take over 100 and only use one, which is probably just because I'm not yes. a very good photographer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think that that's good advice, that it's more about quality than quantity. And I know, you know, I think especially beginning photographers struggle with that a lot and beginning bloggers, you know, like... Yes. Definitely. And I think we talked about quantity over quality or quality over quantity um, last week, but I think you're making it more focused than just the photography aspect of blogging um, is kind of, you know, is good, you know, or is more focused, mm. like I said, focused and in depth. It's definitely an important aspect. It is. So I just thought what she had to say about that was really, really um, just cool and interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I just, I like that a lot. Um, what yeah, about... no, it's great. Um, now, I think you had another thing you wanted to discuss. Why yeah. don't we... Yeah. I do have another link. I'll move on to my next one. And this is called 50 Questions That Will Free Your Mind. And it's from the uh, blog or website, um, Mark and Angel on Hack Life. Um, and we will, of course, link this in the notes below. And I discovered this link through reading another blogger's 101 in 1001's things list. I'm really sorry, like, <laughs> I can't give credit to the blogger who it was, because I, I don't remember this. I do know that um, the girl that started the whole 101 in 1001 list trend and wrote the original list, she has a list of people who she's inspired her blog on the her 101 in 1001 list. And the blog link is one of the... So that's as close as I can get to giving credit, um, and I hope that wasn't a confusing way to explain how I got there. Um, but I'll move on to the article. Basically, there's 50 questions, and they ask you all sorts of things ranging from different scenarios about life to, the, um, to this or that style questions, um, all of which kind of help you gain a deeper perspective into your real opinions and, your, and the true choices you might make in life that you really enjoy doing, and all sorts of things like that. Um, it's a bit hard to explain. If you, if you don't read the questions, so I definitely recommend going to read the questions. I've been working my way through them in my journal, and I'm halfway through now, um, and it's really quite interesting some of the responses I come up with. Yeah, I, re um, I really want to chat about this one, because this is so cool. Thank you so much for introducing this to me. I think I might start, I might even blog about a few of these, and some of them I'll write about, 
um, personally. Oh my gosh, there's something else I want to bring up. One second. <laughs> um, but first, let's chat about this. So I'm just going to read a few of the questions um, for the listeners because it's yes, it's such idea. a great list. And like it'll just give you a little bit of an idea of kind of what you can expect from this list. And I definitely recommend checking it out, answering some of them. I think it's just... Okay. So um, are you more worried about doing things right or doing the right things? Mm. Mm. Um, how come the things that make you happy don't make everyone happy? What are you most grateful for? Is it possible to know the truth without challenging it first? So those are just a few, and obviously there's 50 of them, as we mentioned in the title. So I think these are very cool. Look out. I may start blogging about a few of these. And Okay, now I want to talk about the other thing um, that was actually in my 101 in 1001 list. And I have it right over here so I can actually show it to you, Lucy. But um, for everyone listening, it's this little book that I found through um, Zoella, you know, the, the YouTube um, star. Yeah. And um, it's a Q&A a day. So it's 365 Ooh. questions, five years, 1,825 answers. And basically every day you're asked like one question. And so it's like keeping a journal but without actually having to um, like write a lot every day. And for five years you repeat the same question every day. So like, wow. like you write the year and then... This question, for example, is, if your mood were a weather forecast, you'd be blank. And then in 2015, you answer it. In 2016, you answer it. In 2017, all the way through 2020. And I think it's kind of a cool way to see um, how you how your opinions change over the years, even about little things. Like, I think yesterday's question for me was, are you wearing socks? And I was like, yes, I'm wearing socks. And they're light blue, and they have little pink ice cream cones on them. <laughs> so, oh, so they're so cute. I got them at Forever 21. <laughs> so we'll see if in a year I'm wearing socks or not. I don't know. I think it's just kind of a fun way to keep track of, especially at this period in our lives when we're just kind of getting started. Yeah. And I think it's fun. So I will. That is fun. I bought mine on Amazon. Um, like the second I saw it, I was like, I have to have that. So I will put a link in the notes, um, so you guys can check Great. it out. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry about that. That wasn't even planned for today's podcast. No, no, that, that's good. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> we're so excited to have new things that we, we think of along the way. Okay, so um, shall we move on, or is there something else you wanted to maybe chat about for that particular? Um... No, I think we can move on to the next question. Oh, not the next question, sorry, the next uh, link. So you go ahead and you share your next link. Do you want to do another one of yours, actually, since I just went on about <laughs> that little book? Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. Um, so my next link is also from A Cup of Joe, um, and I came across this link um, from the lovely Audrey from Friendship Audrey. Hi, Audrey. So I'm pretty sure she's listening. So, um, I think so too, so. She's great. I, I think we should have her come on sometime. If Audrey, if you're listening yeah. and you're interested, we can Skype three ways and have you as a guest. So, Okay, anyways, go on. Um, anyway, so Audrey linked me to this link, um, and it's from a couple of jokes, as I said, and it's called A Great Idea for Walking Around Your Museum. The article um, was featured on a cup of joe also features a segment from another article from the new york times and i don't want to go into too much detail because it is one of those articles that you really have to fully read to understand mm -hmm. yourself yeah definitely um, but it and i want to let you discover the article for yourself too but basically it suggests that spending 20 minutes looking at one painting which you find compelling in the art after walking around for 20 to choose that painting can be um very beneficial to yourself um as you learn to look at artwork and really see 
what you're looking at, not just an artwork in a frame. Um, and it helps you unlock your creative mind. So that's just, it's just one little link. Um, really fun and interesting. I really <laughs> love this I really one. Share about that one. Um, I think I first saw this maybe when she first posted it. I don't know. I didn't remember when she first posted it. But I clicked on this, and I thought it was so interesting, and I was kind of bummed out because I think I'd just been in Paris or something, and I was like, man, I should have done this while I was at the Louvre. Yeah, but, it was um, I tried that. Damn it. But um, it's a really good one. So I, I recommend checking this out and maybe even going out of your way to make it to a museum so you can um, try this because it's it's fascinating, and I think it's it's a good yeah. – I think I don't think we really appreciate artwork as much as we should, especially yeah. when we're at a museum. Like, it's I easy agree. to be in and out in an hour, but... Mm. Okay. Um, so, if that's all we have about that one, we can move on to um, another link that I um, pulled up. And it's, it's basically just a what to bring to college list. And I know this won't apply to everyone. Um, I think it could apply to people that are making a move, even if they're not in college, because it's very helpful. But because I'm moving soon, um, I I happened across this through Pinterest. Um, it's it's um, the link is on her campus. I came across it via Pinterest, not to be all confusing about it. It's from her campus, and even though not everything also applies to me on this list because I won't be living in a dorm, um, ninety nine percent of it I think is stuff that I things that I really would have forgotten if I didn't have it. Because um, some little things I think you overlook like it's easy to remember to bring your clothes and your shoes and you know maybe like a pretty bedding but things like thermometer (laughs) but like a thermometer for example an umbrella which is of course a necessity um you know even just air freshener especially for me I love having like pretty things to spray around so Mm. I think it's just a great packing list to have um, even I if love yeah, I, I just love checking things off. I actually found another one too um, via Bed Bath and Beyond that I thought was really great. It was a first apartment checklist. So oh. lots of little links all over that um, are definitely helpful and will help you so that you don't have to make the list on your own. Because I know when I make lists on my own, I always forget something. <laughs> um, <Always>. <laughs> every time. So. Um, yeah, I will put that link just in case there's someone out there that needs that, especially since we're going back to, um, it's almost back to school. Um, for both of us, I thank you for the new semester. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you're up next. What else did you want to share today? I have, I have one more that I'm going to share today. Um, and that is again from A Cup of Joe. And it's Tickle Tasking is the New Multitasking. Um, I came across this article on the same day I found the article about the art gallery. Um, and so, um, what Joanna talks about really is how one day she lost her phone bike riding over the Brooklyn Bridge and had to spend a week without a phone, which is something I think <laughs> would make most of us feel completely uncomfortable no kidding. Uh, if we were faced with the same challenge. So... Um, personally for me, I find myself a little overwhelmed at times, um, and I feel a certain amount of pressure to be constantly up to date with everything that's happening online, on either Instagram, or Facebook, Pinterest, my emails, or any other kind of connection piece of technology that keeps us connected, um, and I have, I kind of have the mindset that everything needs to be attended to urgently, 
even if it doesn't necessarily. So, um, what I've been trying to do is challenge myself to do one thing at a time, starting simply with only being on the technology once. So, if I'm watching TV, I'm just watching TV or a movie. No phone, no tablet, or computer. Oh my gosh, if you can do that, I so admire that you, because I cannot do that. I can't watch TV without checking my phone, you know. I can't listen to music without having to do something, like answer emails. Um, I'm so busy all the time because I'm worried that if I don't do it in the moment, I'll forget about it later, which probably yeah. isn't even the case. So that's, that's an issue I have too, and, and don't get me wrong, it, it is a change. I was, I'm a bit ashamed to say, but I was more, more challenged and surprised that I found it harder than I expected to do that. And I had, I was sitting watching TV and I had to consciously remind myself not to look at my phone or not to turn my computer on. Um, or whatever other piece of technology was tempting me. It was it was really hard, and I found that kind of sad for me because I, I, I feel like I should be able to be able to function and do one thing at a time. I think social media has re- completely changed. Um, I think the human the race, which sounds totally ridiculous, but um, it's crazy. I think our attention spans are a lot shorter than. Um, I agree than they perhaps were for maybe people like a hundred or so years ago because there's constantly new information and new things being thrown at us all the time. Um, so we get bored really easily. I don't know, I get bored watching TV yeah. even if I love the TV show because I it's not enough. You need extra stimulation. <laughs> yes. Right. It's, I'm, I'm exactly the same. So it's something, I find it yeah. it's so bizarre. It is. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't be that way. But, like, even when I'm in a movie theater, I have to remind myself, you cannot look at your phone. It is dark in here. You're not allowed to turn on your phone. Um, so, it just little things like that that, gosh, I kind of want to try this, but I feel like it would be way too hard for me to go a week without a phone. <laughs> You're not alone. Don't worry. I think what I, ha- what I try and remember when I'm, when I'm trying to do it, and I don't do it all the time, when I do sit down and try to do one thing at a time, I, um, I have to remember, if it is something urgent, the person can contact me another way. They can phone me or they can text me. Um, so if things are urgent, then I'll hear about them. If, not gonna, if it's not urgent, then I won't need to hear about it straight away. Something that I've actually been doing lately is turning off a lot of the push notifications I get on my phone. Because yes. those can, like, they can be really annoying and sometimes you feel the need to check, you know, whatever popped up after every single one, you know, whether it's like a new email or, um, you know, someone liked your Instagram photo or whatever, you don't have to check every single time, you know, wait until you're not occupied with other things. So that's a very good thing. Turn off your push notifications if you want to be maybe more mindful or aware of where you are in the present moment. Um, yeah. That's a great tip. I think that is a helpful one. So that's pretty much the article, the last article that I wanted to share. Um, and all the articles that we featured in today's episode, we'll make sure that the notes. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we, I think, head off, Abby? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's it for today. Um, of course, as always, if any of you want us to talk about something particular, something in specific, um, leave a comment, shoot us an email, let us know. Um, review us on iTunes if you have the time. Um, that would be great. I think that's, again, that's it. We love feedback. So, yeah, we yeah. do. We really love hearing from you. So, 
thank you to those who do send a few messages or comments. It means a lot to us. Yeah, it does. It really means the world. And next week, we're going to have some special little interviews up on our blog that I think listeners will enjoy. So um, yes. stay tuned for that. Um, I believe that is it for today. So, I think we're just about done. Okay, well, bye everyone. We will be back next week with a new topic. And it's also going to be great. We've been coming up with some ideas. So um, you should be looking forward to it. <laughs> we're looking forward to recording it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, bye.